Welcome to Daily Bread for Your Soul. This is the station where you will receive information for your spirit, soul, and body. Stay tuned. Praise the Lord, praise the Lord. This is your pastor, Pastor Barry Jackson of Victory Productions, LLC. Uh, my podcast's name is Just Listen. That's all it is, just listen. And you can cast your opinions about what I'm about to say today amongst one another and whatever the case may be. But I just want people to listen to what I have to say from the Lord. I'm coming from Psalms 23, the shepherd's prayer. The Lord is my shepherd, I shall not want. He leads me down in green pastures. He leads me beside the still waters. He restores my soul. He leads me in the path of righteousness for his name's sake. Yea, that I walk through the valley of shadow of death, I will fear no evil. For thou art with me. Thy rod and thy staff comfort me. Thou prepared a table before me in the presence of my enemies. Thou anoint my head with oil, my cup runs over. Surely goodness and mercy shall follow me all the days of my life. And I will dwell in the house of the Lord forever. God is telling us right now, don't worry about stuff. Put stuff to the side and don't worry about your bills. Don't worry about this. Don't worry about that. Because he is our comforter. He is the shepherd. He's going to look over his flock. He's going to take good care of us if we just trust him. We have to trust him in this season to where it's like, I'm putting everything in your hands, Lord. I don't want to discourage you, Lord, or hurt your feelings, but I'm, I'm going to... I don't feel like trusting you, Lord, but you're going to have to trust him. Trust him when you think of when nothing else you you can lean on. You have to lean on him. And he's trying to tell you to trust him, lean, understand, respect, love him. He's a good shepherd. He will lead you nowhere wrong. He will provide for you. He will make a way somewhere where you can lay your head down on something green, beautiful. You have a beautiful roof over your head. You, you don't have to worry about it. You can go into your refrigerator any time of day or whatever the case may be and get some food out. That's, that's number two. Says make, he make me lie down in green pastures. He lead me beside the still waters where I could get me a drink at any time. I could get up out of my bed that he has blessed me and a roof over my head. He's providing for us in this pandemic. He, he provides, when we're not in a pandemic, he still provides. But we have to learn how to trust the shepherd. And he's gonna lead us into the green pastures. He's going to lead us beside still waters. 
And the waters are still, they're calm, they're not rough and rugged, they ain't tossing you to and fro. But it's calmness, because see, deer don't eat running water. They eat, drink calm water. I meant to say, they drink calm water. Water is calm. They don't drink water that's all rough and rugged. They, they don't go to that, they go near that. They always have to be on guard for enemies. So when they drink, they'll be around still water. They'll be around peaceful water. Water that, that doesn't make a lot of noise for their ears could be hear what's going on around them. So if you never if you ever went on deer hunting or ever see any, any nature channels, you never see a deer around or, or running or run anything that's running real fast. Anything that's still, they're around it. Because now they can hear what's going on in behind them and on the side of them, in front or whatever. But we're going to have to trust him. He restores my soul and trust in him. We have to realize, God, I'm going I'm to have to put all and everything in your hands. Because right now, I don't see no way out. Bills are piling up. Kids are hungry. Husband getting on my nerves, wife getting on my nerves, arguing, fussing about finances and everything else. But I need you. I'm going to have to trust you, Lord. But that's where he restores my soul. He leads me down, lead me in the path of righteousness. See, he's going to teach me about being a righteous man. How doing things the right way, not arguing, not fussing with the wife, sit down and talk to her. Explain things to her about what's going on. Explain to her about a, a bank account where we can't spend this money right now, we have to hold it. We can't spend this, we have to hold it right now. We can't buy a whole bunch of clothes and everything else, but we could pay for, for some bills, we could buy some food, put all that stuff on the table. But right now, we have to learn how to uh, stretch our finances. That's number three. He leads me in the paths of righteousness for his name's sake. I'm trusting God when it comes down to my finances. He's leading me in the righteous way of doing things. He's showing me how not to use my finances, finances foolishness. Well, I know I don't need those fit those $200 sneakers right now. I could pay $60 for a pair of sneakers right now. I could get some cons or whatever the case may be. I don't need no expensive clothes right now. I just get something that still looks good right now until we do better. But don't go spend $200 on some clothes when that $200 could have put some more food on the table. Could have paid the light bill could have paid the cable bill. Now you don't have neither one because you spent $200 on some sneakers or $200 on some clothes and stuff. Instead of just waiting until God sends in more resources into it. But why did you go and spend that money? Because you're disrespecting either one of y'all. You're disrespecting the husband, disrespecting the wife. You didn't need that stuff right now. You want to do is hold out to hold on. Because he told you already. 
He leads me in the path of righteousness for his name's sake. He's not going to lead you somewhere where you are going to be in trouble, that you're going to be in debt, that you're going to fall short. Trust him. Yea, there I walk through the valley of shadow of death. I will fear no evil, though art with me. You're putting yourself in a dangerous situation where you're about to be evicted. Because the $200 that you spent or the $400 to $500 that you spent, that was partial of your rent money that you spent. That you didn't have to spend. You could give that landlord $500 and you know your rent is $900. Or gave him $400 and said, well, I could give you $400 when the other, five, other money comes in. I could give you the rest. Now you don't have nothing to give to this man. You're going to be standing there lying to him. Now that, that you know, you, you're walking through the valley of shallow death right now. He's about to put you out, give you eviction notice. But God is with you. The check came in the mail the same day you're about to get be evicted. The $1,400 came in. The same day you're about to be evicted, that check came in the mail. He made a way for you. You got to give him praise for making a way for you. But you got to learn how to respect God too and Jesus Christ and the Holy Spirit. Learn to respect them, all three of them. Learn to respect all three of them. He prepared a table in front of your enemies, uh, before your enemies. See, people downed you, thought that you wasn't going to be nothing. That um, you're just like your mama, just like your daddy. All, all this negativity towards you. God made you a multimillionaire. But you know how to handle money. You know how to put people to work. You know how to start businesses and everything else. And all the ones that talk junk to you, now it's the ones that God prepared a table in front of your enemies. Now they want to come and eat off your table. But you didn't, you didn't tell them no. You didn't mistreat them. But they mistreated themselves. That's why they don't want to come and see the table that God prepared for you in front of your enemies. That table is beautiful, what he did. He served that, he served that table over full of food and full of applications and full of businesses and everything else. But what they have done is hurt themselves by dogging you, disrespecting you, didn't want to bless you, didn't want to give you a plate of food when you needed a plate of food. But you turn around and God made sure that you make prepared a table, fill the table with food. The table was so long, full of food. Food of, of falling off the edges. You didn't have enough room to put the plate on to get food. But God prepared a table in the presence of your enemies for that it could see what they have missed out on and what they could partake in. But no, you, your, your enemies, your people that want to backbite somebody, tear someone down because they don't have it right then or they don't dress the way you dress, they don't talk the way you talk, how you down them for everything that they do. But now God has raised them up 
and provided for them. And he made a way for them to have food on the table. And look at the family. The family is thriving. The businesses are thriving. But you, you're too, you, your pride is in the way to go apologize and repent and tell the man and woman of God that you're sorry. Number six. Oh, no, let me just stay at five. I meant to stay at five. Anointed my head with oil and my cup runneth over. He anointed my head now. He anointed me to do what he want me to do. He said, Barry, start the company. I want you to go help people to get them on TV. Show them the way to get on TV and how to do things the proper way of speaking, sitting, and talking, holding their heads up, and pronunciation words correctly. It's been a blessing of doing this podcast because it, it, it has done something for me. It rejuvenated me tremendously. It, it just has. And it feels good for all what he had put inside me, for I could release it to y'all if you just listen. That's all I'm asking you, to just listen. You could judge me, criticize, whatever the case may be. That's okay with me, too. Been there, done that. Number six, surely goodness and mercy shall follow me all the days of my life, and I will dwell in the house of the Lord forever. God had given me an opportunity to dwell in his house forever. It's my choice to stay or my choice to leave. I prefer to stay because there sure enough ain't nothing out there in the world for me. I done lived that, seen it, done it, smelt it. There ain't nothing out there to do. I got more now than I ever had before. I got peace, I got love, and I got understanding, I got favor, full of the fire of Jesus Christ. And it's a beautiful thing to have fire inside that when I speak fire into the atmosphere, things have to burn up in a person's life. We speak fire to change your life around sisters and brothers. We speak fire for what you used to be addicted to. You're not addicted to it no more. We speak deliverance in the atmosphere. Chains are broken. A new heart is regulated. A new mind is restored. All because of chapter, verse 6. Surely and goodness shall follow me all the days of my life. I will dwell in the house of the Lord forever. I'm going to dwell in his house. All these beautiful things that I'm getting, because I'm staying in his house, I'm respecting his house. I'm not disrespecting my Lord. I ain't disrespecting my Jesus. I ain't disrespecting the Holy Ghost. I heard a father told his son something the other day. But see, the son just didn't realize that he cursed himself when he disrespected his father. Because we could go to Ephesians chapter 6. Because what he did to his father 
was very disrespectful. You living underneath his roof. You're eating his food. You're using his electricity, his water, his soap, his bleaches. Those are the clothes that he put on your back when you was a child. Now you're 32 years old and still disrespecting the man or the woman. And plus you disrespected your mother and your siblings. You disrespected everybody across the board when you put that little piece of video out there like that. You didn't care nothing about them. You did all that in anger instead of sit back and think about it and apologize to your father for putting him through all that. And the people that sit there criticize him, you shouldn't criticize him because the word tells you to sp don't spoil the child, give him the ride. If you're 32 years old, get out. Get your own place. Do what you need to do because the door is waiting for you. Get out there and see how life is. See what life is about. You, you can't get up at 2, 3 o'clock in, in, in the afternoon and go to the refrigerator and eat and do what you want to do. Once you get your own place, you got to pay rent. You got to pay them utilities. You got to pay that landlord. You need a bed. You need furniture. You need appliances. You need things to, to take care of yourself. But if you are not prepared to do that, I think you need to keep your mouth shut and be humble and go back and apologize. Pick your lip up and go back and apologize to your father and to your mother and to your siblings. You were disrespectful. How dare you do that to someone else's house? Someone else is feeding you and clothing you. Anyone that does that, they're disrespectful to the mother and father and to Christ. You need to repent to them and repent to God. Because you didn't care nothing about what you said or what you did. So what you did out of anger, so you should have thought about that thing before you did it. That was in your heart to do it. You wanted to hurt him because he told you, stop disrespecting him. Stop disrespecting her. Because most of the time, when you disrespect your mother or father, you don't have a long life on this earth. You'll be gone before you know it. You do. You'll be gone. You've got to stop disrespecting your mother and father and your siblings. That's your sister and brother. Because they're watching what you're doing. And say, you know, if he could get away with it, I could do the same thing too. No, you can't. You better not because you're shortening your life here on earth. And y'all just don't realize it. Surely goodness and mercy shall follow me all the days of my life, and I will dwell in the house of the Lord forever. If you do right, God will provide for you. If you listen to your mother and father, God will provide for you. If you humble enough and, and repentful enough, God will provide for you, my sisters and brothers. There's a will, there's always a way that God will provide for you. If you obey your mother and father. The Lord is my shepherd. He's your shepherd. So why are you not listening to God? Why aren't you listening to Jesus Christ and the Holy Spirit? 
He doesn't have to apologize to no one about chastising his kids that live in his house where he pays the rent. He don't have to apologize to society for nothing. Society need to apologize to him, tell him, you know what, forgive us for judging you. Because the simple fact is, he need to be put a foot there. Because he asks you, stop disrespecting him. Stop disrespecting her. I'm talking to the kids that's in the ghettos and wherever you may be. Stop disrespecting your mother. And she's working two jobs. She asks you to take out the garbage. She's the shepherd of that house until she gets married. Jesus is using her to take care of y'all. Jesus is applying mama to take care of y'all. So that's why he is the shepherd. You got to learn how to respect the shepherd. Mama's there when everybody else have left you. Daddy's there when everybody else have left you. You got to learn to respect both of them. Maybe daddy's not there, but you still got to respect them. Don't disrespect them because big mama and the rest of them said disrespect them. No. You learn to have a relationship with your father. Learn to have a relationship with your mother. You're going to have to learn to forgive them and move on. Yes, they wasn't there for this and that and other things. A lot of people wasn't there for this and that. But you still have to love them if you're a new creature in Christ. So show them love. But your single parents, single mothers, and single fathers, God is your shepherd. He's leading you. And kids, respect your mother and father. Respect them. Respect your mother and father. Because if you don't dis- you, you disrespect them, you ask them for trouble. Ain't nothing good going to come out of it. Nothing good. Mom asks you to take out the garbage, take the garbage out. Mom asks you to clean up, clean the house up, clean the apartment up. Mom said, wash the dishes, wash the dishes. If mama said, do this and do that, you got to do it. You live underneath her roof. If you big and bag and grown enough, pack your stuff and move out. Get your own place. Then you have your own rules and regulations. But as long as you live on this earth, you're going to follow somebody's rules and regulations. If you're sitting in jail, you're going to follow somebody's rules and regulations. If you're even in the grave, you're going to still follow somebody's rules and regulations. No matter which way you go, you're going to follow somebody's rules and regulations. Here on earth or down in hell, one or two. You're going to, you're going to, you're going to follow somebody's rules. But children, respect your mother and father. No matter what they say or no matter what they do, respect them. Respect them. Yes, we may mumble and complain, but we never mumble and complain in front of our mother and father. We may not like what they had told us to do, but we did it anyway. Later on down the line, then we wonder why we got a reward for what we did. 
And we didn't complain about it. We didn't fuss about it. We just went and did it. Then we see a reward about it. Oh, uh, I can't afford to give you this and that, but here's a little money in your pocket that you can have where you didn't have before. Here's $50 or $20 where you didn't have before. You didn't have two nickels to rub together. Now you got some nickels and dimes and some dollars to rub together. Your mom found a way because you did what she asked you to do. Sisters and brothers, boys and girls, you respect your mothers, respect your fathers, and respect Jesus Christ as your Lord and Savior. Because if you don't, there's nothing good to come from it. Nothing good. All what you've done is be for naught. It will crumble away. It will be blown on. It will, it's, it's going to be cursed because the fact is, you didn't do right by Jesus Christ. You didn't do right by your mother and father. You didn't go back and apologize. And you really need to go back and apologize to them for what you did, for what you say, and how you said it and you videotaped it and put it out there on social media. Now you can't take it back because it's in the atmosphere. You can't grab it back because it's in the atmosphere. You can't apologize because it's in the atmosphere. Something tragedy could happen to you and you can never apologize to them for it because you hurt yourself. You didn't hurt him or her, but you disrespected yourself. But them the ones that would be beside you, be beside you when you're going through some trials and tribulations. God would touch you, but they would be the first ones there to love you up. The ones that you don't insulted, the ones that you don't cussed out, the ones that you put your hands on. I know some sons that put their hands on their mother. They're not here today. I heard some daughters cuss their mothers out. They're in bad situations. Things they have done to their parents and their single parents. That's not your job to put your hands on them. They're not your mother. They're not your, your you're not their match. You're not their match whatsoever. Don't you ever raise your hands at your mother and father. How dare you hit your mother? How dare you hit your father? How dare you cuss your mother and father out and call them all kinds of names? Then you wonder why good, nothing good comes from nothing that you do. You be trying and trying and trying and trying and trying and trying. Nothing good comes. Because you got to go back and apologize and repent. because you were disrespectful to the shepherds of the house. Very disrespectful. You didn't realize how much danger you put yourself in when you put your hands on your mother, put your mouth on your mother, put your mouth on your father, put your hands on your father. 
you don't know how disrespectful you are. That's not your job to sit there and chastise them. That's God's job. He's the shepherd. He will chastise them. Your job is to obey them and obey Jesus Christ. If they make you that angry, walk away. If they make you that frustrated, walk away. Just walk away. You're better off walking away and cooling off and come back and talk to them. Can we talk? What is it I've had done so wrong for that you treat me this way? That's all you do is sit down and ask questions. It's not about you yelling and cussing them out and putting your hands on them. You don't shorten your life already. Them the ones that are gonna have to pray for you. That God won't take you out of this world so soon. Learn to walk away and respect your parents. They provide for you, they sacrifice for you. I've seen single mothers have sacrificed for their kids, went without for years to make sure there's some food in that refrigerator, there's a roof over your head, there's clothes on your back. They've done it all. While they're in the shower crying, tears running down their faces because they don't have enough of money. But God provides for them. Father is a single father. He's providing for his kids. Don't have enough of money. And he's working two jobs. She's working two jobs. But God is a provider. He provides for them. He makes a way out of no way. Why do you think God has people out there in the world to say, I need you to go bless this family? He's the shepherd. God is illustrating other sheep how to take care of his sheep. But disobedient sheep, there's too many just disobedient sheep out there. When God said, go feed that family, go feed that family. God said, go give them a box of food, go give them a box of food. Go to the grocery store and buy them some groceries. Give them a gift card. Do what God said, do. He's the shepherd. He ain't going to lead you somewhere that's going to be terrible or hurt someone or hurt anyone. He's a provider. If you do what he said do, he will provide for you in the time of need. That's why he is the shepherd. He's delegating jobs, delegating things, moving things around to help all his children. All, all billions of them. And he knows you by your name. He didn't even know the numbers of hair on your head. He knows you by your name. Do you understand? He knows you by your name. He could call your name right now. You turn your head and say, yes, Lord. But he knows you by your name. Children, obey your mother and father. Mother and father, obey Jesus Christ. And listen to the Holy Spirit. 
and respect God, your shepherd, the shepherd of your life. He's not going to lead you somewhere it's going to hurt. It will not. I'm repeating it. He will not lead you to danger. He will lead you to good things. He will lead you how to live a good life and live it more abundantly. But kids, watch your mouths. That's all I have to say. Watch your mouths. Just listen and watch your mouths. Just obey and listen. Watch your mouths. Don't be disrespectful to your teachers neither. They spend years and years and years of education money to teach y'all how to do things the right way. Respect your teachers. Respect your elders. Respect them. Even the ones in the church. Respect your mothers and, and, the, and, the, and the fathers in churches. Respect your elders. If they tell you to cover up, cover up. If you need to know how to learn tie, 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 go to the elder and ask him to go downstairs. He'll show you how to tie the tie. I had to. Because I didn't know how to tie a tie. I asked the elders to show me how to tie a tie. I was proud to ask Pop when he was alive. Show me how to tie this tie, Pop. His name was Jimmy Tillman. I asked him plenty of times to help me tie my tie, to show me how to do it. And he was so happy to show me. But he's not here with me today. But there's a lot of things that he taught me. He showed me how to tie a tie. He took the time out and showed me. There's a lot of them are not here today. Elders at the church, the mothers at the church, a lot of them are not here. And we need to sit back and tell God, thank you, Lord, for having them in our lives at the time that we needed them. Thank you, mothers. Thank you, fathers, for your love and unconditional patience that you show love towards us. When we had another, no other person to show us love, coming into the house of worship, broken, beat down, towed down from the floor up, didn't know how to love. But they showed us love and patience, endurance. See, old school taught the new school. That's where elders come in at. To teach your young ones and the middle class ones of how to love, unconditional. How to love you, son. How to love your daughter. How to respect you. Let me show you how to tie this tie. Daughter, um, your dress is a little too hot, a little too short. You're showing too much breast. Come on, we got some clothes downstairs that is brand new. I think you'll find something that will fit you and make you look much decent and appropriate to be a wife that a man is looking for. Come on, brother. Um, you don't have to wear that, wear that. We got some suits downstairs. 
They're clean and they're new. Come on, I'm gonna take you downstairs and here's some shoes. Here, change it, put, put this suit on. Let's see what size of jacket you wear. Let me, let me put this on you today. Here, go, go in the room and change. Give me them sneakers, give me them pants and stuff. Here, wear this suit. Put this suit on. That's what love is all about. Excuse me. We gotta learn how to handle correction. We gotta handle correction with love. Because Jesus Christ, when he does it, he does it with love. When he brings correction, he brings it with love. He corrects you and spanks you, but he still brings it with love. Yes, you cry. Yes, you cry. Yes, you cry. But you cry with the love of Christ, knowing that he loved you, even though he chastised you. He loved you. So the next thing you need to do is just repent and turn from your ways and ask God to forgive you because you have came short of the glory. That's why he is the shepherd of your life. Let him lead and guide you. Let Jesus Christ lead you and guide you. Let him lead you and guide you to all truth. Well, my sisters and brothers, my time is up. I just want to offer you Romans 10, chapter 10, verses 9 and 10. Accepting Jesus Christ as your personal Savior. I just want to tell you, I love you. Jesus loves you. The Holy Ghost loves you. God loves you. Me and Pastor Linda loves you. So you have a great day. Be encouraged.